Hey everybody, I'm Jody Vance. And I'm George Affleck. And it's time for... I abstain, I abstain, I abstain to this. Unspun. It's your job. It's your job, George. <laughs> abstain. Oh my God. Like... We'll get to this, but okay. you know the number of abstentions happening at city council again, driving me bonkers. Let's actually start with this one because we're going to talk about budgets and decisions yeah. and what have you. Um, but that what you're referencing there is Vancouver City Council, the new city council, the very ABC new and, city new council. New hope improved. Yeah, well, let's hope. Let's get some stuff done. Well, getting stuff done, there wasn't, you know, five weeks of debating this thing. But the city council actually um, voted on and passed the new budget increase mm-hmm. for the police, the 100 police officers. It was part of the campaign promise for uh, Ken Sam, as well as 100 more nurses, which there is some discussion over what those, uh, what the cost is truly will be and what the amount is it's 16 million dollars yep. in this moment but three of the non-abc council members abstained in councillors fry car and Ooh. Boyle. how do you feel about the abstention this would be green and uh one city right against what is this massive eight votes that they are up against being there done that as my as a as a as a councillor but never abstained in my life in office because i felt when i was in office um abstention is just make a decision you're not making a decision it's it's a decision in the end in favor it's counted as a decision in favor uh anyway so just vote in favor then or vote against and tell us how you really feel it's just such a weak weak move uh and it's like you're trying to eat your what is it eat your cake and have it too have have, have and your cake it. and eat it too right because yeah. they don't want to be held to account by people saying what do you mean you don't want more police how that work nurses? up for calling hardwick by the way, who abstained more than any councillor in the history of Vancouver. Where is she now? Bye. Bye. Uh, You know, not good enough. I don't care what party you're a member of. Not good enough. I, I, I pay for your salaries as a taxpayer. Do your job. Make your decisions on behalf of the people of the city. Whether it's for or against, make a decision. That's what I pay you for. Do it. Stop abstaining. Enough of this BS. It drives me nuts, as you can tell. Yeah. I it, I can tell, and and <laughs> since we've been discussing this, because I think you're right. Jeez, mark this on your calendar. I think you're right, George. Kidding. <laughs> um, uh, that it's a yes or no. Like I, I I understand when somebody abstains when they have, you know, skin in the game. Let's say, like you own you're a restaurant with a patio, and you you recuse, you leave, then you get right. the day off. Eh. I had to recuse a few times. Uh, not the one was like where my office is in Mount Pleasant, and even though I don't own my office building, I felt you know what I can't. I pay I pay rent here. I you know the, the rent would probably go up. The taxes would probably go up based on this decision. Right. Uh, I don't feel confident that the perception of bias is not going to be there. That people will consider that. So I abstain. I, I re- 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 recused. Recused. Recused which was yourself. Great because recused yourself. I got a, like a whole day off. You just left. <laughs> from went for coffee. I think that's when you probably you, you took me for lunch at at the favorite. <laughs> maybe party. maybe yeah. Hey George, um, uh, how did you feel about the barge? The barge on the beach, not the bard on the beach, but the barge. I hated it. Me too. Me too. So it's gone now, right? I live down there and walking down there, it was like a blight. It was ugly. It took up a huge chunk of the walk, this beautiful walk, the views. I'm sorry. No, garbage. Get it out of there. So 
it was gone a week ago, mm -hmm. right? The last piece is removed a week ago. And yep. I mean, it's Thursday, the, the 24th, um, at just before 11 a.m. So it was about 1040, I guess, where mm -hmm. I received the press release from the city that the, the barge is a farewell to the barge. I'm like, a week late? Like, did somebody actually spend really? man hours writing that release and putting what? it out? Like, what are we doing? 45 staff that are oh. in the communications department, which Clink. by the way, still exists. Still 43 communic. Yeah. I need shots, 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 shots. Yes. Um, uh -huh. While we're getting riled up over the things that piss us off with regard to city <laughs> politics, we're staying in yes. Vancouver on this one. We'll get to Surrey in a second, but staying in Vancouver for this one, the park board. Uh, yes, your favorite subject matter. <laughs> yeah. Different, different people. Different um, people. Same, same GM. Same sort of, but I mean, this GM is supposedly very, you know, philanthropic when it comes to the people who have less and wanting to make sure that yes. those who live mm -hmm. in poverty are housed and that we're, 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 we're engaged in truth and reconciliation. And, but mm -hmm. we're jacking up the price of parking at our parks. How does that? Why is that, Jody? Because the bike lane pylons cost a fortune. How much? Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Hundreds of thousands. Hundreds and, of thousands. And because you couldn't drive around Stanley Park. Nobody went to Stanley Park to pay for a three-hour parking window. I used to go to Stanley Park for a half an hour. I used to go yeah. down there and, and sit down at Third Beach and be like, look at this beautiful space. I'm just going to mm -hmm. sit here and clear my mind and relax. I loved it down there. I would, mm -hmm. I would zen out and take in how much I loved my city. And I would slow roll around Park Drive. And I'd stop at Third Beach. And I'd pay for my parking for a few minutes. Or even back in the old days when it was free, but now it's minimum. Like it's a minimum. There are families who cannot afford the minimum, guys. They can't. Mm -hmm. It pisses and me off. The parking too, right? So the, the the subcontractor gets a chunk of that money. So it's not all going to the park board. I, you know, obviously the park board is challenged with money. I would say, you know, we'll talk about the police maybe a bit on their budget, but maybe the park yeah. board should act more like the cops and start. Uh, a, with any PR people they have, and they have a few comms people, maybe hire a PR comm like start playing hardball with the city and say, you know what, you've been strangling us for years. And they have. The city has been cutting and not increasing the budget, and the park board hasn't asked for a lot more money uh, comparatively to what the city's increases have seen. Um, in fact, you know, it's, it's, it's significantly less. Uh, they have less money. They have less now revenue potential if they don't, unless they do this jacking up of rents. Um, and it's a growing city with more needs for parks and we're, and we, and that budget's not meeting over years, the rate of inflation, uh, if, or it was equal to the rate of inflation, which is great, but it also was cut a significant amount in 2008. And, and so it's, I think the park board needs to start, you know, looking at that, but unfortunately we have a majority of people on the park board that are buddies with the majority of council. So they're not going right. to play hardball with, uh, One another. with the council. But did you see, be, you know, good. did you, did you see John Cooper's tweet about um, retired park board commissioner who saved the Bloedel conservatory? Who, who, yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, did you see his tweet about how they're, they're doing a, a Christmas lights, holiday lights, something within the conservatory. It closes uh -huh. at, it closes at four. I know it's like, it's what? a light display before it's dark. <laughs> it's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Seriously. Come on, Park Board. Like, what is going with that? Along with the train, along with this, along with that. Oh, I mean, of course, sad. it's a hangover from the previous board, which were incompetent, clearly. 
Yeah. Um, and maybe too late for this new one to really make some changes, but that, that would be Is a potential revenue neutral, uh, yeah. decision. Yeah. You know, you can make money off that if you do it properly. So, uh, this is insanity. If you go to anywhere, like you go to um, Capilano Suspension yeah. Bridge, you know that whole thing. Have you seen their lights are crazy, They're great? There's so They're many amazing. Other They're and amazing. it's private sector, but still, like if you want people, you got to step it up. Gotta, but they do it right. Show up. There's a place to park. Yeah. You walk in. Mm -hmm. You can easily get yourself a little bit too expensive hot chocolate, but you're allowed to like <laughs> take it out of the area that you get served it in, and then you go over and you walk through with, and it's like. It's this great family, fun, not cost prohibitive. And while we're talking about the things that are cost prohibitive, do you know the Christmas market that they're now doing down uh, at the waterfront there at Jackpool yeah, Plaza? Park early at Jackpool yeah, Plaza, yeah. yeah. Um, so that used to be by the Queen Elizabeth Theater and it was really cute. Mm -hmm. And you would stop in there and you'd look at the vendors mm -hmm. and you'd get your mulled wine and whatever. It's $20 or $25 just to get into the market there. I was like, you what now? Pri You're gonna hold on. It's their decision. You're gonna they want to charge. It's not a seat. It's not, it's not a, no, I know, but I was just saying, as yeah. far as places to go and things to do that are family oh. friendly and affordable, there. And I get it. I look forward to the Peony Winter Lights because um, the Peony did a great job during the uh, during during COVID, doing during that drive through. Yeah. Like yeah. they do it right, and they do it so families can afford it. And yes, there are a ton of things that are expensive that need to make yeah. money. But you can just you can just go there, right? You can just you can just do it anyway. Anyway, it's like you pay by the car as opposed to paying by the person. So a family that, that would, you know, have to string yeah, together totally. some some disposable income if they have any. Anyway, speaking of income, speaking of money, yes. let's talk a little bit about David Eby um, making oh, some significant. I'm looking at my list here. That's way. Oh, we should go. Too. Sorry, we should go to the. Do you want to go local locally to the police budget? I mean, no, we well, the police. I mean, that fits into EB's announcement related to you know the whole crime thing. But yeah, go ahead. You just you go. You you always leave me. I don't know what I'm doing here. Two hundred and thirty million dollars that will. That's not true. But David EB coming out hot, coming in hot, I should say, as the new premier yes. of British Columbia. Right for those who have been like not paying attention, we have a new one uh, who's been around a bit, and I'm I'm hearing. Um, buzz about some significant shuffle that is to come like yeah. we might see some ministers uh, change even though eb's been a very significant part of the prior horgan government this is a new premier with a mandate that is you know still within the obviously the confines of the ndp but clearly putting forward what he believes will fix some of what's broken so we talked about mm -hmm. housing crime uh changing the the rules with regard around strata within the housing plan to, to free up more rentals, uh, but also this RCMP budget announcement that he just made, $230 million to be spent over three mm -hmm. years. Part of me was like, mm -hmm. oh, look at you spending more on the RCMP while all this stuff is happening well, well, in Surrey. And the, But it's yeah. about rural communities. This is about, well, right? Yeah, but the budget, that money is actually for police that were supposed to be hired in the first place. So it's a bit of a, talk about spin. I mean, this is money that should have been allocated some time ago for police that are required to be hired by based on the math that the RCMP and communities have. So, uh, you know, whatever, it's, it's fine. It's like the housing announcement. I mean, I'm thinking, okay, what is the real story behind this? There's just so much detail and all these things that I'm thinking right now he's, he's getting a better honeymoon than, than Ken, Ken Sim is. In Ken Sim's in Doha. He's in Qatar. I, I heard him on the jazz show on CKNW. I was like, oh, well, I'm having a good time over there. I hope. 
Anyways, yep, selfies, selfies on his Twitter. Anyway, um, let's, the bank let's... downstairs window got smashed the weekend, but no problem. We got this covered. So b- before we get into the strata and the housing and the stuff again, and I uh-huh. want to get, I want to bend your ear yeah. on that a little bit because I've had some mm-hmm. time to think about it, um, and I'm like, hmm. um, but before we do that, you just mentioned smash window downstairs. The amount of brazen gun violence and a stabbing of an 18 year old outside of a Surrey high school, mm-hmm. like. I can't the, keep up with the police the, incidents, like yeah, on the Coca-Cola closed. Cafe, cafe du Soleil. On, on, I used to go there all the time with my kids when they were little. We lived on a commercial drive and we used to go all the time. It's like, and, uh, it's madness. madness. That was a happening. scene out of Pulp, pulp Fiction, you yeah. know? People coming but in enjoy, with guns blazing. Enjoy the World Cup, Mayor. Right? <laughs> I, you know, I, and I, and what's interesting right now is like the, the Vancouver police have the city of Vancouver over a, you know, over a barrel. Like they literally are asking, they're asking for 11% increase, an 11% increase. Uh, you know, that is probably around, I'm thinking, I think it's around $50 million. I'm not sure. <clears throat> 50, 50 million, every $7 million is 1% tax increase. So you're looking at about a, a five, you know, so 11% budget increase on the, on the police budget probably represents about a 7% tax increase for Vancouverites, for homeowners, just right. so the police. That's not including all the other things. So it's going to be interesting because uh, I saw the park board punted their budget a little bit, but they really should have punted it down to February. They, there's no rush for these budgets. These guys should take their time. Uh, they have till April to do these budgets. Um, take your time. I've talked about this before. Uh, when a new council comes in, especially a complete rehaul of the previous council, yeah. in the case of the park, the same thing. Take your time on the budget because this is your lane, especially your capital budget and your operating. You, you, these are two different budgets that you have. One is related to day-to-day operations. The capital is really related to infrastructure, building things, pools, things like that. Uh, what you know, what was what we writ on the other side of the ballots in every city is like this. Right, um, right. So, you know, take your time. You don't have to rush this. And I and I already think the park board's rushing it. They should be pushing their budget through this fast. They should wait till February. Should we two think two questions for you here? Well, number one's more of a statement. I'm glad that Ken Sim is a chartered accountant because he's going to come at this in a way that's a little different than maybe a, a career politician vibe that we have had. That's just somebody mm-hmm. who just wrote letters up the food chain um, for yeah. the last four years. Um, so I'm hopeful that maybe there will be some due diligence done to find out if the police budget needs to be this to fix what's broken with crime. Then do we take some of the pet projects and dial them down to add over here to make sure that we aren't spiking homeowners to the degree like homeowners can only manage so much. There are a lot of people who are homeowners that are with a variable mortgage that can barely make their mortgage payment right now. There are a lot of people who are very worried about or their mortgage are coming due. Mine's due in 2024. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, uh, and yeah. I locked in a few years ago, so it's not bad, but probably could have done better if I locked in last year or a year and a half ago. Yeah, it's I a problem. Inflation in general. Yeah, yeah you got, I know I you did. got a good rate. I know a lot of people. Very like, lucky. It was bad. very yeah. fluky. Mine was, mine was up due. Just timing. Like that, yeah. Just timing. But I mean, yeah. I've got a window of, you know, four years of, of, okay, I can hold on by the skin of my teeth and see what happens with these interest rates. And hopefully with inflation kind of showing some signs of slowing from its peak high of, you know, the spring, yeah. uh, you know, it is slowing like a little bit. So maybe the, maybe the rates won't be jumping as high as they, they have been. They seem to have um, stopped increasing them for the moment. So that's good, but sh- everything's gotten more expensive. Everything's got more expensive. say that oh, out yeah. loud, so George. Canada, I Jesus. I know they're a big fan. Shh. Thank you, Canada's 
board is listening all the time. Uh, but the crime, yeah. the crime that we're witnessing, I think that, like you said, this is the this is the moment. This is the opportunity for policing, um, to for all municipal police. police no, but I gotta, but, gotta be careful but, about that too. And this is you no, know. but I, well, let me finish what I was gonna say because yeah. I'm agreeing with the fact that you say you have people over the bear or have the government over the barrel in order. Like we got to do something, but will that something equal like meaningful action? Because what we've seen on the, on the downtown East side and the poverty, the homelessness file, and there's going to be, you know, some significant study put into how the dollars, this is another Mm -hmm. piece of the EB pie here somebody who was like a human rights lawyer who was very motivated on this file in almost activist yeah. level in early days of his career prior to, to getting into to politics. Like the the Artira, that's what it's called, right? Like looking at where the money mm-hmm. is going and how such a small percentage of it hits the actual bottom line. Like there, there will have to be something like that when it comes to the policing. Because what we're watching going on in Surrey, frankly, is crazy to me. It's crazy to me. Everybody's so busy fighting with one another and you're Brenda Locke versus your Doug McCallum, who, by the way, was found not guilty this week. Mm -hmm. Doug McCallum, right? Mm -hmm. But they've politicized it so much. Meanwhile, there's like this crazy gun war going on on the streets. Like, what what are we focusing on here? Like, how unspin that? Well, I will say one thing that EB's talked about is institutionalization, even though he maybe didn't use that word. They're talking about building facilities for people who are are having mental health care issues, to say the least, and and potentially getting into drugs or criminal behavior or both. That this is one of our biggest challenges. We, you know, I've talked about this many times. In the early yeah. '90s, decisions were made about housing and about mental health care, both simultaneously at the same time. And then decisions were made by the governments, not just in BC but across Canada, across all Western countries, pretty much, which led, I believe, to the housing shortage we have today and the homelessness issue we have, and the mental health care crisis we have, uh, uh, therefore the crime issue we have, because a lot of these things come go together, especially drug and uh, mental, mental health care. Yeah. And then if you're homeless and you're desperate, so uh, and then there's people who prey on vulnerable people and use them yeah. and put them in these situations. And so it's it's a, like a terrible 30-year nightmare that we've created that has to be solved and it can't be solved overnight. And his decision, for example, to say, okay, we're going to allow rentals in all stratas have to allow rentals. That's great. Sure. Uh, I lived in a building previously that had strict rules and then uh, I couldn't sell my unit and I had to get a special thing to rent it because we had a new place that we bought and we couldn't sell the other one. And, uh, and you know, it was, it was, it was humiliating to be honest. And for me to put in a letter saying, I can't afford to you know, I need to rent this because I can't afford blah, blah, blah. You have to kind of tell your personal story. Yeah. I moved to a building where and I've, I've always been on the strata councils when I live in the, and I recommend anybody who's in a strata, stay on, get on your strata council because God knows crazy things happen in those strata councils. So I've been on my council for as long as I have lived in a strata pretty much yeah. given, you know, and, 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 you know, our current strata, we have had that discussion. We live in Yale town and it's a big building, 300 units. And it comes up every once in a while about the, that issue of because renters are have, you know, you have challenges because the owner is responsible for them, but the building has to deal with any issues that ha- happen. But, right. you know, it, it's it's not it's I believe it's a good decision, but I think there has to be a, that's one little teeny decision of a certain number of units. We're talking on a federal level, you know, the number that I've talked about over the last, you know, 
since 1993, when Jean Chrétien, a liberal leader, canceled the housing program. We're talking about over 50,000 units that were not built as a result of that decision. 50,000 units. How many home, homeless people are there in Canada, do you think? I, probably 50,000. 50, but I'm going yeah. to argue the point that in between Chrétien and the current federal liberal government, there was a, a, an era of conservative governments who did nothing to change that back. And that, so I don't blame, yeah. I don't mm -hmm. blame one party or another, and some might be quick to do so. I think this is one of those things that you say when it comes around election time, it can super be used as a wedge issue to rally the voter base to yeah. do the things, right? So like, how, so how does EB, as a person who was a human rights, you know, he understands, he's a lawyer, yeah. you know, has an understanding of fighting government. That's what he did a lot of. How do yeah. you embed those kinds of things so it doesn't become political? You know, you look at our, our health care, although <laughs> Alberta this week, okay. Oh, uh, I don't, you know, oh my God, that speech was, you know, okay, are you separating or what you, What you're saying is absolutely, uh, let's not get into it because it was completely, because I know we have some- Google Danielle Smith, guys. Google Google Danielle Smith. Yeah. Totally it was anti-Canada. The most anti-Canada speech I've ever heard from anybody, including Quebec. Yeah. It was brutal. They're basically going to war with us, all of us, except for that. Like, it's crazy. I mean, are we in this together or not? Anyways, clearly not from Alberta's point of view. Anyways, my point is- Healthcare, and that's one of the things she talks about, is embedded. It's it's something that we expect, and nobody's plays with it. When they've tried here in British Columbia to privatize part, it gets beaten down. Uh, whether you agree with it or not, uh, it gets beaten, goes all the way to the top of the, the court chain and doesn't succeed. Uh, and it's pretty much tried every single possible way to do that and it's and 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 it's proven in in the supreme court that you basically can't privatize our healthcare system in any province so it's, it's proven it's it's the case studies are there so why can't we do that for housing why can't we do that for mental health care why can't we do that for you know other things we actually we do it for drugs we have rules and regulations for drugs we change the drugs marijuana being the latest example we change the rule makes a huge difference in people's lives. Stop yeah. criminalizing that kind of stuff. We don't need to think about these things that they don't become politicized. You embed them as a decision, as part of our policies that you can't play with. The only thing government should be doing is making sure if you're in a city, just clean the streets, mow the lawns in the parks, do the Pick stuff the that garbage. you're supposed to do. Yeah. I don't want yeah. to be, you know, focus, focus people. Like, and then so all I'm gonna... stuff should be taking care of itself. I'm going to take us back to the the housing strata rental, like trying to do something that will fix the fact that there's not enough supply for people looking for a rental, even a market rental, like even something. Yeah. It's just impossible to find a place, right? Um, 100%. But going after like, and, and I know that there are a lot of people that have, have had uh, strata situations where renters came in without having, you know, ownership, literally ownership of where they were living, they would treat it as almost disposable. They would they would be less inclined to care for the things around them, perhaps less uh, inclined to um, have a good relationship with their neighbor. Um, you know, it can be difficult. Now, I, I, I'm a homeowner now, so I come from, and I'm not living in a strata. I've made an absolute point of not living in a strata situation because I've heard so many horror stories, seen so many friends have have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of leaky condo assessments plunked on top of them. And, and that scares me, but truly it's just like you, I always felt, and this is just my opinion, but I always felt like living in a strata environment, you kind of don't get full say of what you own. 
and and you know your fees could go up at a moment's notice you're you know mm-hmm. there's very little you can do about the bad neighbor whatever um but i also was a renter for the better part of 25 years and mm-hmm. i was one of those renters george and i'm seeing a lot of people renters are horrifying and i'm like well i always had a pet always mm-hmm. found it very difficult in bc and in the lower mainland north vancouver and vancouver yeah. proper is where i lived but always found it difficult to find a place that would take pets but i always got my damage deposit back i always paid my rent on time i was the model yeah. tenant there are a lot of people who are I, model I'm tenants pretty sure that's the mass majority of people right so my question to you george affleck in this unspun moment Along yes. with the strata, like we're going to make it so all stratas must be rental, you know, it's you're no mm-hmm. longer allowed to restrict that. Why not give better powers for those who wish to evict a bad tenant? Yeah. If you can well, prove the tenant right is now, bad, boom, you're out. Yeah. Right. You, you, but, not only that. Yeah. You, no, they've made it. It's, 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 it's all the powers in the renter's hands now because of this government's decisions. Yeah, during that's COVID. scary. Not to mention there's also the uh, int- the um, cap on, on raising the rent, uh, which is uh, makes it challenging for certainly for rental only buildings, which you, you know, renovations, you need to have rate of inflation increase. Then there's yeah. the interest rates in general. Condo rentals units basically are drying up because people have to sell these units because right now with interest rates, they can't afford to keep these. They can't, it's, it's, it's getting, it's gonna, it could get devastating in, in a lot of ways for young people who bought and then suddenly those interest rates double and they're like, Oh, I didn't understand that. My, why are we not going after Airbnbs too? Right. By the way. Right. Well, why Airbnb? Because well, if, if we do in Vancouver, do we though? I know people, I personally know people who have rentals that they used to rent, that they used to live in. Then they moved into another rental and they're using the rental as an Airbnb. So the people that they've rented from, Think, but I, I, I know, I'm not a big. I, 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 you know, my building. We always have this debate again, my strata, and we have we have a really strict no no Airbnb in our building. And I'm like, sometimes Airbnb is <laughs> treat our building as as renters are sometimes more respectful because they really keep the places clean because they want to make a lot of money off them. I don't know. I think that we also have a challenge. On the other hand, uh, in the city of Vancouver, or anywhere we are a tourist destination and we have no hotels right now to go right. stay at. So Airbnb kind of alleviates that stress. I think the the policies are quite strict in Vancouver anyways, and they've been adopted in other communities and other cities. Um, and I think that they have solved a little bit, but you know, the numbers that we, I learned and we talk about empty homes and all these things, they're not as yeah. devastating as, as people, as it was all laid out to be, it was about 6% were empty that we could kind of figure out. And, and 90% of those 6% were in Coal Harbor, <laughs> one neighborhood, yeah, in the one city. neighborhood. Uh, the they were all just empty, and, and what is yeah. empty? A lot of them were actually f- people who were diplomats, and they just didn't. They they had bought these places because they wanted to retire here. Now they're all those people are gone. They they sold their places and left. So all these places that were looking at Vancouver as a retirement place have gone. Right, that's sad. It has repercussions. I always argued it's it's about building more of what people can rent as a rental, as a traditional rental, or can afford to buy, or whatever. That's the only. You, I always say, okay, let's say ten percent of the of the homes are in a situation of 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 you know being abused for rental or whatever. Okay, that means, but there's ninety percent that are lived in by people who can afford them or whatever. Or let's yeah. narrow it down into what specific units can we build as or can we approve and speed up that people can afford or need or whatever. 
What are the pieces of property that we can really focus on? What do we own? These are questions that I can never get answers to. That's the part. That's the part, though. You keep coming back to that. Like, why do we not have government build social housing? Like, why do we not have actual great co-ops from cities have the land? Private sector has the land, but the money has got to come from the federal government and the construction has to come. But there is money. We've we've proven over the last three years that where there's a will, there's money, and and. The, the amount of money that has been spent over the last three years with the horrifying pandemic that we have all endured and we all have PTSD from it. There are so many cracks in society that are now caverns. People are suffering. And if that all, isn't all, reason all enough, do, I don't know. I don't know what the is. Math is. The math is simple. If you want to build 50,000 units, multiply 50,000 by $500,000, which would be the average price of single unit construction, you know, the real estate, all that stuff. Five hundred thousand times fifty thousand. That's the math. Find the it's money. A lot of money. Build. It's a lot I, of money. I'll put but it this way: we, we I'd rather have that. People in Canada. I'd rather have that than a new billion-dollar museum. Okay. Yes, but also we have forty million people in Canada share the but, pain. I don't care Vancouver about Canada right now. I care about Vancouver. Yes. No, no. But I'm saying take. Yeah. That, oh, take I see what number, you're saying. Take that number. What does it cost all of us? Got Sorry, you. Alberta. You got to get involved here. You have right. homeless people there too. And and you shouldn't have to pay for it on your own either. Neither should, neither should British Columbia. Neither, right. neither should the city of Vancouver. We as a country need to come together on the housing file. That's the math divided by forty million, or whatever. Like and make it make it so. And then say this is what's going to cost us, and this is how we're going to pay for it. And you're you're going to because it is it. We're it's only one taxpayer. We all know it's that cliche. Us. Yeah. So we have to pay for this. What's it going to cost yeah. us? Tell us and start building, please. Can we get um, enough talk? Yeah. Unless you want to talk to us on Twitter, which you can, because you can find us <laughs> at George Segway underscore. It's not George Segway underscore. Hey, George by the way, underscore. Uh, oh, oh, guess what? I think Elon Musk made George Affleck available. What? <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. So I'm trying to figure out how do I get it, but I don't. Now I can't get it because it'll be confusing to people, right? But it, I think it's come available. I think. Thank you, Elon I, Musk. I think you should. I think you should just grab it. <laughs> I, I think you should grab it. I think I think Amanda, I think your partner should should take over that account and apologize <laughs> for the things that you say on your underscore account. Yeah. Uh, I have another account. It's, it's Curvecoms. You can go see my marketing tweets there if you want. Unspunpodcast.com is where you find us. That's where you uh, make sure that you get us direct to your inbox at Jody Vance on Twitter. Jody with a Y at Jody Vance on Twitter. I'll see you on Steel and Vance on check. I'll see you around. Bye. Bye.